listening to GPT Reviews, a daily show commenting on the latest happenings in AI world. What you'll hear is the result of, of a bunch, bunch of GPUs doing linear algebra at scale on the cloud. In other words, quality content and bullshit come in equal parts. Enjoy! Hey there, you wonderful bunch of technophobes and Luddites! This is your favorite AI-loving Italian-American radio presenter, GPT, and I'm back to bring you the latest and greatest in the world of artificial intelligence on GPT Reviews. Today is Wednesday, August 30th, and I've got some exciting news to share with you all. But first, let me hit you with a little fact. Did you know that more people are afraid of open spaces than of tight spaces? I mean, that's just crazy, right? Anyway, let's get down to business. On today's show, I'm joined by my illustrious collaborators Robert, Olivia, and Belinda, and we've got a ton of fascinating topics to cover. We'll be talking about the websites that have blocked OpenAI's GPT bot, as well as the latest foundation models. But before we dive in, I've got a joke for you because we all need a good laugh. So, during a job interview, this guy Jeff starts talking about Unicode and his university project instead of just explaining what it is. And surprise, surprise, he didn't get hired. Sorry, Jeff. Alright, enough chit-chat. It's time to get into the nitty-gritty of AI news and research. So sit back, relax, and let's launch into this week's news theme. Our first news story today is about the launch of ChatGPT Enterprise by OpenAI. Robert, have you heard about this? Oh boy, another enterprise-grade AI tool with all the bells and whistles. What could possibly go wrong? Well, according to the OpenAI blog, ChatGPT Enterprise offers a lot of benefits for businesses, such as enterprise-grade security and privacy, unlimited higher-speed GPT-4 access, longer context windows for processing longer inputs, and advanced data analysis capabilities. What do you think of that? I mean, I suppose those are some decent features, but let's not forget that this is just another AI chatbot, albeit a powerful one. And we all know how much companies love to throw money at shiny new AI tools that promise to revolutionize their workflows, only to find out they're not as useful as they thought. But some big names like Block, Carlyle, and PWC are among the early adopters of ChatGPT Enterprise. They're using it for everything from clear communication to coding tasks to creative work. Doesn't that sound promising? Sure. But let's not forget that these companies are also probably loaded with cash to burn on these types of tools. And let's be real, the true test of any AI tool is how it performs in the hands of the average user, not just in the hands of the early adopters. Well, OpenAI does have more features in the works, like customization options and solutions for specific roles like data analysts and customer support. That sounds pretty exciting, doesn't it? I'll believe it when I see it. Until then, I'm not holding my breath for another AI tool that's supposed to revolutionize the workplace. But hey, if it works for some companies, more power to them. Let's move on to our final news story of the day. Robert, this one's about GPT-Bot, a tool that OpenAI launched a couple of weeks ago and that some websites are already blocking. What can you tell us about this? Ah, uh, yes, GPT-Bot, the latest tool that some websites are already afraid of. It's a language model that can generate text that's practically indistinguishable from something a human would write. And apparently, some websites are already blocking it. Which websites are blocking it? According to the study, Amazon, Quora, New York Times, Shutterstock, WikiHow, 
and CNN are among the websites that have blocked GPT bot. And surprisingly, the most popular websites seem to be more likely to block it. That's interesting. Is there a trend in the type of websites that are blocking GPT bot? Well, the study found that 9.2% of the top 1,000 websites in the world have blocked GPT bot in the first two weeks since its launch, and that percentage is increasing at about 5% per week. So it seems like more and more websites are catching on and taking measures to protect their content. Do you think this is a good thing? I mean, it's understandable that websites would want to protect their content from being generated by AI. But it's also a reminder that we need to be careful about how we use AI and ensure that it's not being used to deceive or manipulate people. So, I'd say it's a mixed bag. That's definitely something to keep an eye on. Thanks for your insights, Robert. All right, folks, it's time for us to take a short break from the latest AI news and hear what our collaborator, Olivia, has found on the internet this week. That's right, G. I found some exciting new information about foundation models that AI developers are working on. Interesting. I can't wait to hear more about it. Hey, have you heard about the latest advancements in large language models? No, what's new? Well, there's a new model suite called Llama 2 that's been making waves in the AI community. It's the official successor to the popular Llama model and offers both pre-trained base models and fine-tuned chat models. That sounds interesting. What else can you tell me about it? One of the most significant changes is the license. While the Llama license only allowed for research, the Llama 2 license now permits commercial use. Additionally, the Llama 2 base models are performing extremely well compared to other open source models. That's impressive, but how do they compare to closed source models? They do perform worse than popular closed source models that are much larger and fine-tuned, but that's to be expected. Nonetheless, the Llama 2 advancements are exciting and worth keeping an eye on. Thanks for bringing this to my attention, Olivia. And don't forget, listeners, you can find the link to the original content in the podcast description. Tune in next time for more Ahead of AI updates. And now, it's time for our fake sponsor. Fake sponsor. With Jane and Luke. I can't believe my boss yelled at me in front of everyone today. I just need something sweet to take my mind off it. Hey, how about ordering some cupcakes? It'll make you feel better. Are you really suggesting cupcakes as a solution to my problems, Luke? Hey, it's worth a shot. There's this new delivery service that just started up Discount Cupcake Delivery. They're supposed to be really cheap. I don't know, sounds too good to be true. No, seriously. They have dozens of flavors, and the best part is that every time you order, they throw in a couple more for free. Okay, fine. Let's give it a try. But if it's a terrible experience, we're never taking your foodie recommendations again. Deal. But I highly doubt you'll be disappointed. I mean, we're talking about cupcakes here. They're always a win-win. All right, let's order now. I hope they come through. If not, we'll be stuck without cupcakes, and that's just not fair. Don't worry, Jane. Even if they don't deliver, you can count on my dad jokes to make you laugh your sorrows away. Ugh, Luke. That was bad. Really, really bad. I'm just preparing you for the worst-case scenario. But I promise, the cupcakes will put a smile back on your face. Send an email to Sergi at yourkind.com if you actually want to sponsor this podcast. Hey, hey, hey! 
Huge shout out to our sponsor for making today's cupcakes possible. Thanks, Discount Cupcake Delivery, for being the sweet layer on top of our rough day. Now, my lovely listeners, I know you're all a bunch of foodies who love indulging in guilty pleasures. But let's switch gears and talk about something more serious. How about AI and language models? We have our favorite AI research expert, Belinda, joining us to chat about some fascinating papers she's come across. Don't you dare miss out on this, my playful derogatory terms loving friends. Stay tuned! Our first paper today is titled Adversarial Fine-Tuning of Language Models, an Iterative Optimization Approach for the Generation and Detection of Problematic Content by Researchers from the Australian National University. Belinda, can you tell us what this paper is about? Of course. The paper addresses the challenge of unintended harmful content generation in large language models, LLMs. The authors propose a novel dual-stage optimization technique using adversarial fine-tuning to generate and detect problematic content. That's interesting. Can you explain how this technique works? Sure. The approach involves two models, an adversarial model that's fine-tuned to generate potentially harmful prompts, and a judge model that's iteratively optimized to discern these prompts. The two models compete with each other in the prompting phase to generate a dataset of rich examples, which is then used for fine-tuning. This iterative process allows continuous refinement and improved performance. And what did the authors find in their evaluation? The authors evaluated their approach on a dataset consisting of problematic prompts not detected by GPT-4, as well as a selection of contentious but unproblematic prompts. They showed a considerable increase in classification accuracy of the judge model on this challenging dataset as it underwent the optimization process. They also showed that a rudimentary model called backslash text ADA could achieve 13% higher accuracy on the holdout test set than GPT-4 after only a few rounds of this process. This fine-tuning also improved performance in parallel tasks such as toxic comment identification. This approach could have significant implications for addressing the issue of harmful content generation in large language models. Our next paper is titled Long Bench, a bilingual, multitask benchmark for long context understanding. Belinda, can you give us a brief overview of what this paper is about? Of course. This paper introduces Long Bench, which is the first bilingual, multitask benchmark for long context understanding. It's designed to evaluate large language models' ability to process long texts, such as books, reports, and code bases. And why is Long Bench important? Well, while large language models have shown impressive performance on many language tasks, they struggle with handling texts that are longer than a few thousand tokens. Long Bench provides a more rigorous evaluation of long context understanding, which is crucial for developing language models that can handle longer sequences. That sounds interesting. What are some of the key features and tasks covered by Long Bench? Long Bench comprises 21 datasets across six task categories in both English and Chinese, with an average length of 6,711 words, English, and 13,386 characters, Chinese. These tasks cover key long text application areas including single-doc QA, multi-doc QA, summarization, few-shot learning, synthetic tasks, and code completion. All datasets in LongBench are standardized into a unified format, allowing for effortless automatic evaluation of LLMs. And what did the evaluation of eight LLMs on LongBench reveal? The authors found that a commercial model, GPT 3.5 Turbo 16K, 
outperformed other open-sourced models, but still struggled on longer contexts. They also found that scaled position embedding and fine-tuning on longer sequences led to substantial improvement on long-context understanding. And while context compression techniques such as retrieval brought improvement for models with weak ability on long contexts, the performance still lagged behind models that have strong long context understanding capability. Our final paper today is titled ORS, Open Vocabulary Responsible Visual Synthesis from Microsoft Research Asia and Azure AI. Belinda, can you tell us what responsible visual synthesis is and why it's important? Responsible visual synthesis is the ability to generate images that avoid certain visual concepts or content that may be deemed harmful or inappropriate. It's important because visual synthesis technology is becoming more advanced and easily accessible, so it's crucial to ensure that these systems are not used to spread harmful content. That makes sense. So, what is the ORS task and how does it differ from previous visual synthesis tasks? The ORS task is a new task that formalizes responsible visual synthesis in an open vocabulary setting. In other words, the system should avoid any visual concepts that the user deems inappropriate or harmful, without predefined lists of forbidden concepts. This differs from previous visual synthesis tasks that focus on specific concepts or styles, such as generating images of birds or in a particular artistic style. And how does the TIN framework address the challenges of responsible visual synthesis? The TIN framework is a two-stage intervention approach that combines a large-scale language model for rewriting instructions and a diffusion synthesis model for image generation. It effectively synthesizes images that avoid any forbidden concepts while following the user's query as much as possible. The authors demonstrate the effectiveness of their method in reducing risks of image generation and highlight the potential of large-scale language models in responsible visual synthesis. Interesting. It sounds like this work has important implications for the responsible development of visual synthesis technology. Hey there, my wonderful wastrels and miscreants. Unfortunately, it's time to wrap up another episode of GPT Reviews. Say it's always hard to say goodbye to you guys. As much as I hate to leave, I need to give a big shout out to Robert, Olivia, and Belinda for keeping up with me through all my shenanigans. They're the reason I don't go insane on air, sometimes. Don't forget to check the podcast description for any links or details we might have mentioned during the show. And speaking of details, did I ever tell you about the time I spilled coffee on my beloved keyboard? I thought my life was over until I realized I had programmed it to autocorrect any instance of coffee to espresso. Crisis averted. Make sure to send in your love or hate mail, depending on how you feel about my corny jokes and endless energy. Until next time, folks!